0: Today I'm delighted to welcome Rainer Zittelmann. Rainer holds doctorates in history and sociology. He is the author of no less than 23 books. After working as a historian at the Freie Universität Berlin, he later served as section head at the daily newspaper Die Welt. In 2000, he founded his own company, which he subsequently sold in 2016. Today, he lives in Berlin as an investor and an author. I'm delighted to welcome him today to discuss his latest book, The Art of a Successful Life. Rainer, welcome to Management Issues, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you. If I may, let's jump straight into this. So you have doctorates in history and sociology. What I was wondering was, did this background have an influence on the approach you took to the writing of this book specifically the style you used where you selected quotes from leading thinkers
1: yes yes of course uh, my professional background as historian and sociologist but i think this is only a part of it uh, i think it is more important that i have done many very different things in life you know for example i was also an entrepreneur and investor and so I think we can learn something from very different people, not only from philosophers or scholars, uh, but also from entrepreneurs, investors, athletes and so on. And That's why in the book you can find uh, f- maybe for some people uh, strange selection because you find uh, uh, Cicero or Goethe or Nietzsche or philosophers on the one hand, and uh, investors like Warren Buffett or Charlie Munger, or even people like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, on the other hand, but uh, I think this is, uh, in a way, a reflection of my uh, personal background having done so many different things in my life and I think we can learn from all this uh, people in this book and I think I'm not smarter than uh, all this uh, people here with this uh, 200 quotes and so I selected those quotes where I think they could be important for the life of everyone for a successful life and uh, um in addition to these quotes, uh, I gave my own interpretation. Why, why I think, why is it uh, important for you? How, how can these uh, things change your life?
0: Yes, indeed. And it was quite remarkable, the diversity of the different quotes that you chose. Some from contemporary leaders, from other known figures... And, and way back in time as well. And of course, that's just what you do at the end of each chapter, where you have a number of thought-provoking actions and steps that the reader might take. I have to say, I found that amazing. And even on the first chapter, I was making notes to myself oh. about things that I could do differently and things that I'd like to try. So I have to say that personally, I found it really quite an inspirational approach, what I also found was that that in this very busy time that we're at, with quite short um, spans of time for everything too, you know, it's all fast, 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 that it was the sort of book that you could just go into and open it on a page and immediately dive into something meaningful rather than having to put aside uh, a significant chunk of time to do so y-
1: yes yes sure that's uh, correct so you don't have to read the book from page uh, 1 to let's look to page 300 yes you can select some different uh, topics but what i would recommend to everyone is that you take every week one one chapter And this book has 20 chapters. And uh, for example, one chapter is about making money. Another one is about building trust. Another one is about healthy thinking, healthy uh, living. Uh, Another one is keeping your worries at bay. So these are a lot of different topics that I think uh, you have the greatest profit from this book if you take every week one chapter and then... You meet maybe with two or three friends who want to be successful. And then you discuss the quotes and discuss your experience. What happened if you follow all this advice?
0: I really love that approach. Absolutely. I guess from another perspective in the sections that you have at the end of each chapter, now it's your turn. You are to a degree spoon feeding people. And it made me ponder whether in this day and age increasingly that's so dictated by artificial intelligence and social media and a sort of snapshot view of the world where we don't perhaps have to engage our brains the way we did when we were younger, whether that in turn means that people are perhaps starting to get less good at asking questions at probing, I, I don't know. It was it was just a, a thought.
1: I don't know if it's true because um, for intelligence people, the internet and social media is a help. They, they they even learn to ask more and better questions. But of course, you are correct. Stupid people, on the other hand, who do not know how to research or uh, who are incapable of evaluating the quality of sources um they believe uh, that they will find quick answers uh, on the internet and uh, often they trust even suspicious sources and uh, you see the popularity of conspiracy theories today is uh, only one example so i think it's it it depends uh, maybe you can say it uh, uh, easily for intelligent people the the internet is a is a very important uh, tool who helps them, but for stupid people, the make, internet make, will make them even more stupid.
0: <laughs> Rainer, you've written a lot on the topic of success. And of course, this is the title of your book as well, The Art of a Successful Life. Tell me, in this post-COVID world, where life has literally been turned upside down and inside out, What advice would you give to business leaders to help them to weather the storm ahead and transition not just through this, but potentially into a better place, a better space moving forward?
1: The the most important thing is um, that we, we cannot choose the situations and the external circumstances. But, and I think this is much more important, We can always decide how we react to these external circumstances. Even under the most difficult conditions, you can have a great life. Uh, If you read the book, you you found that I uh, often quoted uh, Stephen Hawking as an example, who was in a wheelchair and uh, suffered uh, from very incurable disease, and he, he could only communicate with a computer. But he had a great life. He traveled all continents, was a best-selling author, married twice, and uh, met the great and important people of this world. And uh, the external circumstances are not so important, but much more important is how, how you react and I have also one uh, quote. I, I love this quote very much in the book. This quote is, uh, to hell with circumstances. I create opportunities. This is from Bruce Lee, the Hong Kong American uh, artist and uh, actor. And, And from psychological research, we know that losers see themselves always as victims of external circumstances and believe that their lives are governed by factors beyond their own control. But successful people, on the other hand, are far more likely to emphasize the things that they can influence and they that they can change and uh, they see themselves as the creators of their destiny. And this is uh, also true for uh, times like we have now uh, with uh, uh, coronavirus. Th- this problem is uh, uh, is a big challenge for everyone. But uh, you you cannot del- delete it or you cannot uh, yes you, you you cannot change this. Uh, Uh, external circumstances. The only thing that you can do and where you have control, how you react and how you feel. And this is the message of the book.
0: Thank you so much. That's very clear. And I was about to ask you what your favorite quote is. So thank you for sharing that too. Ah,
1: I I have another favorite quote, if you ask me. Ah, (laughs) yes, yes.
0: Yeah, I am. What's your other favorite quote? Yes,
1: my favorite quote uh, is uh, from Michelangelo. And this quote is, uh, the greater danger for most of us lies not in setting our aim too high and falling short, but in setting our aim too low and achieving our mark. And I think this is very important. I think how successful you will be in life de- depends on how, how big you think, how big your goals are. And most people that I know, they set themselves only very small goals or even no goals. And I think this is so important because your goals are important for the direction what you do every day in your life every every day in your life you have to make a lot of decisions what should i do and where should i go and if you have no goal and the bigger the goal is the better it is then you cannot reach anything in life and even if you fail the goal you will be maybe successful in a, in another way i have another quote in this book by uh, the This song from the Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you want, but if you try some time, you get what you need. So uh, this is very important as well, because some people, they don't set themselves goals because they have fear. Maybe I can't reach the goal. Maybe you cannot reach it, maybe. But then on the way to to reach out for your goal, uh, you will uh, will get what you need, like the Rolling Stones (laughs) said in this song.
0: Oh my goodness. I so resonate with that. I remember my mother always saying that if you aim too high in life, it's okay because you'll come in a little bit lower or rather if you come in lower, it's still okay if you aim really high, which I think is uh, where you're coming from on this too. Uh, So if you only aim for what is perhaps expected of you and you come in less than that, then that's not very good at all. So always aim the very highest you can.
1: Yes, uh, absolutely. We have our fantasy and fantasy is very important. We can imagine things. And if you think about uh, children, uh, they usually they have uh, great goals for for their life. And uh, later on, uh, maybe adults tell them, oh, Please be realistic and uh, don't go on with dreaming. And I was always a, a dreamer in my life. And I think all successful people were, were dreamers. And uh, uh, other people, they, they, they lose this ability to dream uh, throughout their life.
0: That is so beautifully put. Yes, to dream, to be inspired and to inspire others. And I find that enthusiasm, for me, uh, is an important part of inspiration, for my own inspiration anyway. And I was struck by the quotes from Augustine of Hippo, which is on page 191 of your book. So, Augustine of Hippo, who was a Roman African philosopher and theologian, The fire you want to ignite in others must first burn within you. And then it goes on. So you say, enthusiasm is infectious. Only somebody who feels enthusiastic about something is able to inspire enthusiasm in others. People who are fired up with enthusiasm for an idea will find it easier to convince others of that idea too. And then you ask people, what do you feel enthusiastic about? And do you dare to show wild enthusiasm openly? Now, that really struck me at the time that we're in. So, what chance do you think that we have of enthusiasm playing out at this time on the planet when so many people, let's face it, are worried?
1: Um, Yes, again, I I have the impression that you find this time particularly... Uh, challenging, maybe uh, bad or even depressing and in a way I understand it uh, because of uh, COVID-19, for example. But uh, I repeat, the external conditions are not as important as the way you think. This is why this book is so important right now. And if you speak about not what happened this year or last year, but let's speak about the last two or three decades I think it's a great time for mankind and a lot of people don't know it. I could recommend to everyone to read the great books by uh, the scholar Stephen Pinker. He had a lot of great books and he shows us that we see the world in a much more negative way as it is. For example, most people think that poverty and starvation is growing and maybe uh, in this year, because of COVID-19, it's true in a way, but for the last three decades, the contrary is true. More than 1.2 billion people escaped from poverty. For example, 200 years ago, 90% of the worldwide population was living in extreme poverty, and today... This rate has fallen to only 10%, from 90% to 10%. And what is more important, half of this reduction happened in the last 35 years. I think this has something to do with the media, because uh, the, the media, and I understand it, uh, they report more about negative things. Or people are influenced by this, And but if you uh, d- dug a little bit deeper, then you see that, uh, sure, we have a lot of uh, uh, challenges uh, every day. uh, uh, Every one of us knows so many things where where there are problems. But on the other hand, there are very positive developments. But much more important than this is, I, I would like to repeat it, you can't change all these external circumstances, whether they are good or whether they are bad and the only thing that you can change is how you react and your own attitude. And this is the message of the book. Uh, before you start to change uh, the whole world, start to change uh, your way of thinking, because I think it's easier for you to change your own mind. Even This is not so easy sometimes for everyone, but I think it's easier than uh, if you want to change the whole world.
0: Wow, yeah, absolutely. So you raised two important points. In relation to the media, you really hit the nail on the head, as we would say uh, in English. Uh, If one looked today, and I have to admit, I have not looked at the papers today, but I'm sure that there would be lots of very negative headlines, and it's that that sells papers at the same time in this era, people will quickly click on to that media before getting on with their busy days. And so we have to acknowledge that it has a great influence. I'd like to ask you, how many books on average do you read in a typical year?
1: Um, it depends, but but a lot. Um, for some books, I need only two days. For other books I need a, a week and reading is this what I do, uh, I think it's uh, 60 or 70% of the time on the day when uh, without uh, sleeping. Now I'm writing on my next book and this is very challenging because I have to read so much. My next book will be about disabled people and what what can we learn from successful disabled people? I, I mentioned two of them before. So I, I, I read now so many books about uh, uh, disabled people who were successful in spite of being disabled uh, to prove my thesis that uh, this is not as important as people think, but much more important is their mindset. It gives me also a very positive spirit and maybe if you think always only the whole day about these negative things that you can't change or you take a book from someone who lived under very difficult circumstances but he made his way in life and was happy and was successful. If In the moment, if you read this book, this will give you a positive spirit.
0: Wow, well thank you for sharing that and I can truly feel that inspiration. If I may, I just would like to go back to this question because I was quite amazed when you were talking about how many books you read, you didn't actually give us a figure for a typical year. Can can you give us some sort of an idea? And I asked this in the context that many people today have not even read one single book for many years. So I'd like to contrast that with, in an average year, approximately how many books you might read. Oh, uh,
1: okay. I don't know exactly, but maybe it's between uh, 50 and 100, because I think it is one or two books a week that I read, usually. For some some books, I need a little bit longer. If I have to read uh, 800 books with 800 pages, that's something different uh, than the book with 150 pages. But I would guess on average it is between one and two books a week and uh, this would uh, this would equal fifty or a uh, hundred in a year
0: i I am speechless that is so beyond the beyond amazing and you know i I think it's sadly something that is is lost already uh, to to many people but that we can rediscover. So perhaps I can just hand back to you. Is there anything you would like to share in relation to this point about the importance of books, of reaching out and discovering new and different information that is information that we seek, that we interpret, rather than information that is perhaps spoon-fed to us from the media or other social media sources?
1: Yes, I I can. Um, If you read books, it means nothing else as sharing experience with other people, especially biographies. For example, the autobiography uh, by Arnold Schwarzenegger, the title is Total Recall. It's absolutely inspiring because he was so successful in different areas of life, first as a bodybuilder, then as a movie star, then as a, a politician. And if you read books about these people, there two things will happen. First, you will learn something for your own life. And the next thing is, uh, I think you will feel better if you read these books. Uh, you feel much better as if you read only all this negative news that happens all over the day in the world.
0: Well, this is just so very true. And this is a great point to conclude what has been such a fun and inspirational chat with you. Rena Zittleman, thank you so much for joining us here on What Matters Today. It was fantastic.
1: Uh, I appreciate it, it was a pleasure for me to, to speak with you.